On behalf of RSA and Kerasoft, we would like to welcome you to today's podcast with Dave McEwen, Deputy Chief Information Officer for Cybersecurity and Senior Information Security Officer for the Department of Defense. McEwen will discuss how the DoD has evolved their cyber defenses over the years to lay the groundwork for zero trust. He will also cover how the DoD is approaching the challenge of implementing this new framework across the DoD information network and how this paradigm shift will serve as one of the most significant cyber defense game changers in the department's history. I'm Kevin Orr, president of RSA Federal, and today I'm pleased to welcome a special guest and our keynote speaker, Mr. David McEwen. Uh, David is the deputy is the DoD deputy CIO for cybersecurity and the department's most senior chief information security officer. Uh, David provides expert policy, governance, program initiatives all across the Department of Defense. Uh, David's been uh, in the uh, in multiple roles across the government. He has over thirty three years of expertise in both government and industry. Most recently, he joined the department, coming from the Department of Justice, delivering enterprise services across the entire organization. Uh, David also has 27 years in the Air Force supporting cyberspace operation and is a member of the Air Staff. He also served as the Director of Enterprise Information and Mission Assurance at the Army's Information Technology Agency. And he also spent time with DISA and the Joint Service Provider Organization providing services all across the Pentagon's mission. Uh, I had an opportunity recently to watch David testify at Congress. Uh, talk, he talked about the recent events, and uh, I won't steal the thunder here today but I'm sure uh, he will talk about that. And he talked about what's the path forward with the zero trust architecture. I know you're going to re- enjoy his remarks today. Please join me in welcoming Dave McEwen. We look forward to his insights. Hello, I'm David McEwen, the Department of Defense Deputy CIO for Cybersecurity and Chief Information Security Officer. In my role, I provide leadership and oversight to the Department of Defense Cyber Defense Programs and Capabilities. My objective is to continuously improve the department's cyber defense posture to remain ahead of our increasingly determined and well-resourced adversaries. Today, I want to speak to you about how the Department of Defense has evolved our cyber, cyber defenses over the years to lay the groundwork for zero trust, how we are approaching the challenge of implementing this new framework across the Department of Defense information network, and how this paradigm shift will serve as one of the most significant cyber defense game changers in our department's history. Chief information security officers have one of the most difficult jobs in any private, local, state, or federal institution. We face off each day against an increasingly determined and well-resourced adversary. Malicious cyberspace actors attempt millions of techniques, tactics, and procedures daily to realize their objectives. When one of those attempts manages to slip past our defenses, the damage can be significant. Historically, as new attacks are surfaced, we all have responded in kind with improved defenses. Realizing that the current trend in increasingly sophisticated cyber attacks will only continue to accelerate, innovative thinkers in the private sector have operationalized a framework that cyber professionals have long understood was needed. No matter the type of attack used to gain a foothold on our networks, to turn the tables on our adversaries, we need to remove their ability to hijack the trust relationships we have built and have long depended on to secure our information systems. This paradigm shift is at the heart of implementing zero trust. Zero trust is a key evolution of cyber defense strategies designed to outpace our adversaries in cyberspace. The Department of Defense is known for being on the cutting edge of digital modernization. 
1969, the Department of Defense's Advanced Research Project Agency connected four computers, creating the first node of the creatively named ARPANET. This groundbreaking achievement laid the foundation of our current networks and the cyber terrain we operate and defend. In the subsequent decades, local area networks would revolutionize private industry, the internet would become the backbone of the world economy, and the Department of Defense Information Network would become the largest intranet in the world, supporting the world's most advanced warfighting force. As early as 1972, only three years after ARPANET came online, the department created formal organizations dedicated to information assurance. The world quickly took notice of the Department of Defense's growing reliance on computer networks to accomplish their mission objectives. In 1983, the movie War Games introduced the public to the disconcerting idea that someone could compromise a military network remotely. When this movie was released, Department of Defense network defenders had already been hard at work building virtual and physical walls around our networks to defend against malicious actors on the rapidly expanding internet. Everything inside these barriers was trusted and everything outside untrusted. Our cyber defense model would evolve over the next decade, but this reliance on trust relationships would remain central to our cyber strategy. While we were building this wall to surround our trusted network, our adversaries were fielding increasingly advanced cyber operations forces aimed at breaking through. Their tactics, techniques, and procedures weren't much different than what military forces would utilize on a real battlefield. Their objective was to find a weak point in our outer lines and exploit that weakness to infiltrate our defenses. As we reinforced our defenses and put countermeasures in place, our adversaries evolved, evolved as well. What became clear is that like in our conventional military missions, it was not sufficient for our cyber defenses to simply keep pace. We had to ensure we outpaced our adversaries by strategically investing in game-changing capabilities. One of the first examples of a game-changing capability was the introduction of the Common Access Card over 20 years ago. At a time when multi-factor authentication and identity proofing were concepts that existed mostly within the cybersecurity community, the Department of Defense and the civilian government at large decided to make both security controls mandatory for our entire workforce. The Common Access Card did not completely remove the threat of an adversary com compromising the credentials of one of our users, but it did make doing so exponentially more difficult. Password spraying, social engineering, and other techniques used to compromise passwords are relatively inexpensive to develop. Obtaining both a user's personal certificate and that PIN that decrypt that certificate required a much more complex operation. As a result, the Common Access Card inverted the cost curve against the adversary and to this day effectively mitigates the threat from an entire attack vector. Additionally, through the early adoption of multi-factor authentication, the Department of Defense and our civilian government partners have led the way for similar security policies in the private sector, causing a wholesale improvement in our cyber defense posture as a nation. Now over two decades old, the Common Access Card will continue to play an important role in our cyber defense as an existing capability that will be utilized in our shift to zero trust. While the Department of Defense is continually enhancing our cyber defense hardware and software solutions, we were also focusing on our most important game-changing capability, our, our manpower. Cybersecurity hardware and software solutions are critical to understanding who and what is on our network. But we as a cybersecurity community have learned time and time again that one talented network defender can thwart an attack that bypasses millions of dollars worth of defensive capabilities. The Department of Defense's creation of 
United States Cyber Command, and later Joint Forces Headquarters, Department of Defense Information Networks, centralized the talent of our offensive and defensive cyber warriors and unified this considerable force against our still rapidly evolving adversary. The Department of Defense Information Network is a difficult network to defend because it's not one network, but rather thousands of enclaves managed by the military services, combatant commands, defense agencies, and field activities. Command and control of the United States Cyber Forces mirrors the operational constructs established for traditional military forces and allows cyber warfighters to monitor and rapidly respond to attacks against these distributed networks with unrivaled agility. This existing capability will also be critical to the Department of Defense's implementation of Zero Trust. Zero Trust represents the next game-changing advancement in our cyber defenses. We are rapidly evolving from the trusted and untrusted model that has underpinned our network since the earliest days of the internet. We are making this shift because we have long understood that an increasingly determined adversary will eventually find a way to breach our perimeter and layered defenses. Therefore, we must assume the adversary is already on our network and deny by default. By assuming compromise and denying by default, if attack vectors ranging from phishing to exploitation of zero-day vulnerabilities succeed in gaining a foothold on our networks, the malicious actors will be unable to traverse our networks, escalate privileges, or steal data. Zero Trust does not protect against all types of networks attacks. However, it will dramatically improve detection, response, and recovery efforts. Our networks will be exceedingly more secure. The warfighting mission will be defended and our adversaries will have to dedicate significant resources only to achieve very small gains. It is important to mention that while Zero Trust will bolster our existing perimeter and layer defenses, it does not replace them. These capabilities remain our first line of defense and repel a vast majority of cyber attack vectors. Zero Trust also does not serve as a replacement for good cyber hygiene. We will continue to hold our network operators, mission commanders, and defense industrial-based partners accountable for their cyber hygiene practices because we know that this effort will still thwart most of the tactics, techniques, and procedures utilized by our adversaries. Zero Trust will require the implementation of a large number of capabilities, both existing and new, in an integrated system in order to achieve the desired deny-by-default security posture. We will establish enterprise services to satisfy some of these required capabilities. Our enterprise identity credential and access management and endpoint security services currently being rolled out department-wide are two examples. Our enterprise ICAM platform delivers services to provide the right entity access to the right resources at the right time and for the right reason. Our endpoint security services provide critical visibility into ground zero of most cybersecurity incidents and a threat response capability that moves at machine speed. The Department of Defense is basing our Zero Trust implementation on seven pillars with specific capabilities and functions supporting each pillar. The seven pillars are one, data, two, users, three, devices, four, networks and infrastructure, five, applications and workloads, six, visibility and analytics, and seven, automation and orchestration. In simple terms, the data pillar implements end-to-end -end encryption, data rights management, and data tagging to protect our most sensitive information. The user pillar will utilize continuous multi-factor authentication 
user activity monitoring, and behavioral biometrics to confirm each user and secure and monitor each interaction or activity to support access management and accountability. The ICAM services I mentioned earlier support this pillar. The devices pillar implements real-time inspection, assessment, and patching of devices to verify systems health and status and inform every access request. The endpoint services I mentioned earlier support this pillar. The networks and infrastructure pillar leverages physical and software-based segmentation and next-generation firewalls to isolate and control the network environment, preventing unauthorized lateral movement within network segments. The application workload pillar will use containerization and micro-segmentation to secure the software applications running on our networks, preventing the adversary from seeing, mapping, traversing, and exfiltrating data from our networks. The visibility and analytics pillar will use AI, artificial intelligence, to analyze logged events and behaviors to govern access and uncover anomalous behaviors. And finally, the automation and orchestration pillar will improve security and de decrease response times by automating the manual processes that make policy-based cybersecurity decisions and mitigation actions. Each of these pillars requires advanced research, testing, and investment to develop and field next-generation capabilities. Our movement to zero trust will require accelerating the development of our cyber capabilities, culture, and workforce. This is an exciting challenge and one that we br will bring the full cyber defense resources available to us to achieve. We have already developed a zero trust reference architecture and will be following this foundational document with a zero trust strategy and roadmap to guide our accelerated transition. Our movement towards zero trust will not be overnight, but each step we take represents an enhanced cyber defense posture and further fulfillment of the Department of Defense digital modernization strategy and cyber strategy. As I have underscored throughout this address today, our movement towards zero trust does not represent a redirection of our cybersecurity efforts. Rather, it is the evolution of the cyber defenses that the Department of Defense has been implementing, enhancing uh, since the earliest days of the internet. Underpinning our zero trust strategy is our cyber workforce. Our existing cybersecurity workforce will continue to utilize many of their current skills, but will need to learn the new zero trust concepts and technologies. A fairly new and maturing workforce supporting digital modernization initiatives focused on data science, machine learning, artificial intelligence, and orchestration will also be vital to creating the department's zero trust architecture. The Department of Defense will continue to aggressively pursue policies that enable our cyber organizations to hire, train, and retain the best talent our nation has to offer. As cyber professionals, we know that it is never a good idea to pass up an opportunity to bolster our defenses. In addition to relying on our cyber workforce, we will also continue to leverage our federal civilian government, private sector, and international partners to inform our movement to zero trust. We will also leverage the innovation and talent at our disposal to position the Department of Defense as an exemplar in this area. For those of you listening today who are zero trust leaders in in, in your agency or business, we want to learn from your experience and collaborate to collectively improve our cyber defense posture. The cyber leadership from across the department looks forward to this continued engagement because we intrinsically understand as cyber professionals that only together can we succeed. I wanna thank you for taking the time to listen to me today as we continue to work together to thwart increasingly advanced, resourced and determined cyber opponents. 
Cyber professionals throughout the government and private sector face one of the toughest challenges in an organization. And we know from experience that each day we must outwit and outmaneuver malicious actors. Zero Trust represents our latest opportunity to turn the tables and ensure that the advantage remains with the defender. I look forward to continuing on this journey with all of you and thank all of you for your continued diligence in defending our nation against cyber threats. Thank you for listening to our RSA Public Sector Day podcast. If you would like more information on how we can assist your organization with cybersecurity needs, please visit www.carasoft.com slash cybersecurity or email us at rsa at Thanks for listening and have a great day.